Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We support our local team and our local brewery, Phantom Brewery, and they've decided to support us back and you guys by offering a 10% off code EPR10 when used on their website, phantombrew.com will get you 10% off anything you order this season. That code again, EPR10. Lafondra looking to get Constantine of Fon. Lafondra away from David. 3-1 running. Three points running. Look at this. Look at this. This is this is Christmas in a festive chestnut shell. Um, Very nice. Hello everyone. Seasons greetings to you all. You're probably listening to this on the big day. It's the day when, as my granddad would say, the fat man in the sleigh has uh, left us some... some the fat man with the white beard and from the north, he said yesterday. Indeed. And unfortunately, that's quite a good description of, of, <laughs> of Colin, Colin South. He won't be listening to this, no, that's fine. Um, hello, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas from the Elm Park Royals preview podcast. Uh, we've lost one of the three wise men, but we do have two um, self-certified wise men here today, uh, not as wise as the usual suspects, James Earnshaw and Jonathan Lowe from from various Reading-based newspapers. Uh, but we've got the next best thing. Uh, I've roped in a very <laughs> a local lad. Yeah, local. He's a just local a local lad. Just brought him in. Um, it, you might recognise the surname. He's uh, Finley South Klein. Hello, um, Merry here Christmas. He is. Um, and he has been spending the whole of the festive period swatting up on Swansea City, who are uh, of opponents course, yeah. um, two days from now, after Boxing Day on the 27th. Mm. And uh, it's a penultimate fixture of 2022 at Swansea. Historically, a bit of a bogey team. Mm. Um, I don't know if there's like a level up from bogey team, like double bogey well, team. Well, it gets to the point of like arch rival, mm. like nemesis territory, doesn't it? First team to make me cry, actually. Yeah. In, um, at, at Wembley in, in 2011. Oh, dear. 
Also, my um, my now girlfriend Zoe Jenkins, uh, all full name. There you go. You can look her up Merry on Facebook Christmas, now. Zoe. Merry Christmas, Zoe. Uh, her dad is from a place near Swansea called Sketty, and uh, he was very disappointed after he drew four all with them. Um, the time after last we played them, but now looking at the stats, doesn't make for pretty reading. Uh, Swansea are undefeated in twenty one of their last twenty two matches against the Royals mm. in every competition under the sun. It's mm. bad. It's bad, it's bad, it's bad. It's not good. Um, but you know what? We're full of the festive cheer. You never know. if, if uh, As long as Lucas Zhao has been staying off the mince pies, <laughs> uh, we might just stand the chance. So uh, Finn's here to, to run the rule over our <laughs> Welsh opposition. What are we drinking, Finn? We're drinking Oat to Space, which is an oat pale ale from Bedlam Brewery, who I work for, which is a bit shameless. There you go. I mean, just, just to balance the books with my uh, BBC impartiality, I should also give a shout out to our good sponsors, the people down at Phantom Brewing Co. Well, hey. RG1, uh, who have probably had various festive booze flying off the shelves as we record. Um, former employer, of course. Yeah, indeed. I finally, because you bought me a couple of um, beers from them, mm. which I didn't realise were in my room. Until until I came back last week to see uh, to see the parents, Maybe. so we can see them when I got home. Currently squirrelled away in our uh, parents' dining room. Uh, Mum's uh, slaving over the sprouts. Mm. Dad's poking at the fire. Uh, Granddad's being held hostage by uh, the in-laws. <laughs> um, so it's it's just us two, and I suppose we better start talking about the football. Mm. The last game we played. Um, if you listen to our post-match, we didn't have a lot to say about our three-two defeat to Birmingham. Archetypal mm. game of two halves. Uh, we're going into this one, Finn, uh, with a, a smattering of injuries. Um, it's looking like Sam Hutchinson's going to be out, and you know that's obviously yeah, a big shame. The lesser spotted Scott Dan uh, also looking like he's going to be out. A time when we could really do with defensive reinforcements because uh, Tom Holmes is still a doubt yeah. as well. Um, so, I mean, how are you how are you feeling going into this one, Finn? I d- I never feel particularly confident coming up against Swansea. Um, this, <laughs> they're one of two teams that I consider to be a bogey team of ours uh, the other one being Hull who we managed to beat the other week so you know Christmas miracles do happen um, so, so I, I'm a bit biased against Swansea because of their manager I don't like Russell Martin I don't like Russell he comes Martin. across as a bit of an arrogant sod he is an arrogant sod <laughs> honestly but what I will say is Swansea play quite good football Yeah, and, they do he's got them playing Proper, you know, progressive, build from the back, a lot of possession. Uh, I, you know, I think if they're not top of the possession average leaderboard, then they're they must be top two. Yeah, you know, they love keeping the ball. Um, very good at keeping the ball and very good at coming back from losing positions as well. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> what I was going to say from recent. I mean, I'm probably thinking of last season more, but there have been several occasions where they've let it. They'd let like a two-goal lead go in stoppage mm. time, or you know, with us, you know, we were four-one down, came back to four-four. Um, yeah, toward I think they were they were getting set for the playoffs and then fell apart, you know, fell apart really with with throwing the lead away. But recent game wasn't it? They were against Coventry, three-nil mm. down, came back to three-three. They can score goals, um, and you know, they they they're playing the right kind of football. But they're not the finished article no. yet. And Russell, and to be fair to Russell Martin, he's only in his late thirties, early forties. You know, he's a young manager, not particularly experienced just yet. I, I, you know, I think they're a good team, Swansea, and, and it's annoying because whenever we come up against them, like I say, I never feel like we're we're guaranteed a three points, yeah. or 
you know, I, I always kind of think Swansea will nick it. Mm. Um, so, with that in mind, the the last few fixtures that we've had against Swansea have been goal fests they as have. well. They yeah, have absolute goal fests. If you look at our head to head record against the Swans, um, there, there we had that three two loss this season back in October. That um, eight goal thriller when Tom McIntyre. Mm made himself a hero twice in one week when we drew four all and then there was another five goals when we when we beat them three two. It's the first time yeah. we've beaten them in twenty two games. They've scored at least two goals in the last five games yeah. that they've played against which us. Which is a bit nuts. Okay. Which doesn't exactly bode well. No, but then equally the league table doesn't lie. Um the, we're sitting pretty in twelfth at the moment and Swansea are eleventh but on the same amount of points. Um, yeah. I mean you say they're a bogey team at the moment. It's probably a good time to play in them because they've drawn four of their last five games but haven't won in seven. Mm. So you never know. I mean, mm. if, if Russell Martin and, and the gang have um, t- taken um, taken them all out for Christmas, you know, it's, it's, it's fingers pro- crossed. Hopefully, they've all done a Calvin Phillips and they've come <laughs> back in like terrible, terrible shape. But mm. yeah, I, I don't know. It's um, they've got excellent names. I mean, you you always get cutting edge actual match analysis on this podcast, obviously. But no, my favourite thing about Swans is the fact that they've they've got a, a a squad of fantastically named players. Bender in goal. Yeah. Bender, darling at the back. Benkabango. Benkabango. That's a good name. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Joel Pirro up top is yeah. always really annoying. There's one player in particular. Latibodier is a good name. Latibodier, yeah, yeah. They, they, they play a wing back system like ours, don't mm. they? Um, one player I wanted to single out just because you've actually seen him. Mm. Um, because well, Paul always teases me. He's like, oh, you know, I can't believe you've got the Southampton fan on the podcast. But, uh, but <laughs> oh, that's that's a, a low blow. Yeah, fair enough. Fair um, enough. We've uh, we've got to say something about Michael Oberfemi. He terrified, mm. t- terrorized, and terrified us last time we, <laughs> we we played. But obviously, as an ex Southampton player, you've seen him up close. He's doubtful for this one, and he's having an all right season for Swansea. Mm. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, good old Michael. I like him. I like Michael Oberfemi. I, he he had a few cameos under Ralph Hasenhuttl, um in the Premier League. He never really threatened to be, you know. Southampton's number nine um, even though you know in recent times Southampton haven't had other than Danny Ings really who was, who was fantastic but we don't talk about Danny Ings anymore <laughs> um, they they weren't spoilt for choice up front in terms of between Shane Long Che Adams um, Charlie Austin as well Michael Oberfemi kind of held his own in amongst the mix of strikers but never really looked like he'd make it which is a shame because he's a good he's quick he's strong um, and when he made the drop down to the championship, he he looks right yeah. at home. He's a proper proper goal scorer. Mm. So, and I, off the top of my head, he played a blinder when 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 we drew four four. That was right, yeah. Um, I don't think he scored. I don't think he scored two. But was it? Pit? I don't know. Maybe Piro got two. I can't remember off the top of my head. But, I'm gonna do but a, I know he played well. I'm going to do a Richard Osman and get the actual <laughs> score up on, on the laptop. Yeah, um, yeah. But he's a re- he, at the championship level. He's a fantastic striker, um, and it's not beyond the realm of impossibility that he'll he'll become a good Premier League yeah. striker one day as well. Oberfemi got a goal in that game um, in mm. the in the four all, and I'm pretty sure he scored in three two recently. So. It would be, let's have a little look. Uh, no, I have completely lied to you. He didn't do anything in that game. But, I mean, it's a big boost for Reading if he is out. Mm. I know they've got other dangerous players. Piro, I, I really like. Really mm. good player. Um, obviously, Matt Grimes. Yeah. 
a bit of a dictator in the middle. Um, Swansea were the opposition when um, Andy Carroll, Andy Christmas Carroll, um, did his famous rowing boat celebration last year. Yeah. Season, yeah. yeah, and Danny Drinkwater scored yeah, that game as well. Yeah, God, I haven't even thought of I Danny think that's Drinkwater. that's his only goal that he scored for us as well. There you go. I mean, there's, there's something about playing Swansea that brings back all these memories of Brendan Rodgers, of you know, Scott Sinclair, Jem Carachan in the post. You know, this is probably not the sort of thing you want to be listening to on Christmas Day, folks. Mm. I do apologise. Phil Dowd. Yeah, Christ. Yeah, never mind. I mean, on the subject of the Swans, the, the Finn always gives me pelters for. Um, like in their at home and away kits, but their one this season, and it's kind of nautical themed, isn't it? Have you seen that at the Swansea home kit this yeah, season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a weird collar. Hang on. This I quite is, like it, actually. You can hear me tip-tapping away. There you go. Yeah, with the nautical star on it. I yeah. like Last time I brought up a uh, kit on the podcast, mm. um, the um, Coventry fan that we had on said, yeah, sorry, we, our, our, our deal with... Um, with Hummel has just run out actually and, and they still blame me for that so uh, <laughs> um, off the pitch at the moment for Reading there's a there's bits and bobs of news I know you're not James Earnshaw and I know you haven't been in a, a press conference with no. Paul recently however the big news is it's looking like a matter of time and, and, and a when not an if that mm. Liam Moore's going to feature for us again mm. in the near future he's been given a squad number mm. there was a picture doing the rounds um, he's, he's obviously lost his number 6 shirt but I think he's been given the 26 shirt um, and I, I don't know I'm kind, I don't know about you Finn I'm kind of of the disposition that if he's out of contract in the summer and we're paying him in the meantime, you may as well play him and get a bit of bang for your buck. I, I think the ship has sailed as far as it comes to giving him a new contract. And there's obviously a lot of complicated behind-the-scenes stuff that's gone on mm. and you don't want to speculate. But if Moore were to make an appearance for Reading this season, you know, in, in the run-in, how's that making you feel? I think we'd be stupid to... Not not to use him, honestly. I can't think in recent history of um, a, a, a situation like it in terms of when, that night when the um, the statement came out about Liam Moore and, and said, "Yeah, we," you know, it was. Uh, it seemed to be pretty much directly from the ownership or the a spokesperson yeah. for the ownership. You know, um, see. Uh, it's a real, it's a real splitter. This one, isn't it? Because I think it's fair to say, for a good year or two, Liam Moore has not performed great for Reading. No, and and we we should really, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But to have turned down a ten million pound bid, supposedly from Brighton, of course, in the meantime, yeah, yeah. is going to be one of those all time like what if moments, really. Sure, but um, um, but, but the reality is, we've got him on the book still. He had um, he was obviously injured whilst he was out alone at Stoke last season. Looked like he wasn't going to feature ever again for Reading. And then in the meantime, we've had the change of manager, and, and mm. Paul Lintz has spoken very highly of him. Apparently, he's training well. I think Paul Lintz said that he's a machine or something mm. along those lines, um, or like a beast. Um, Frankly, so, like the the three centre backs that we choose each week, it's such a mismatch of of it's either Hutchinson's injured, Sars injured, Scott Dan seems to be yeah. eternally crocked. Um, I mean, Tom Holmes, Holmes had a good but, season. Yeardham but... has had to play a large majority of yeah. games at centre back this season as well. Um, and Benge unfortunately had a bit of a a mare 
against against Birmingham. Yeah. But you know what? You can forgive him it because he was fantastic. Yeah. Got, oh no, I'm not. I'm not slagging him off at all. Yeah. I think you know. I think we have got several great centre backs in that. I I don't think it's clever to still hold a grudge against Liam Moore. We don't know really what went on. No. There was suggestion that oh, you know, he's he. He'd. Um, oh, I can't remember what that statement said exactly, but it was, something along, it was something along the lines of, you know, he he suggested that he, his future isn't here yeah. at the club, and he was. And to be fair, who could it just seemed to though, be a bit of. It just seems to have insulted the ownership yeah. to the point where, well, he is not going to have a career after yeah. this, especially when like Reading have been quite good to him in terms of you know he's he's on fair. Work. I don't remember. I don't remember the club. You, I've, quite honestly, if you were to look at this objectively from the outside, it seems like the club have kind of thrown him under the bus. Yeah, here. totally, and used him. He's as not a, had yeah. the opportunity to to come out and say what. I mean, he wouldn't be able to anyway. Like he'd, he'd have his contract like torn up or something. Um, it just it doesn't smell right, particularly. No. Um, no. And do you know what I'm? Sh- I, We've had experience with Liam Moore, and several people have, have had, you know, personal experiences with Liam Moore, where he's really gone out of his way hmm. to make to, to make a real difference to people. Moore's like, tours, you know, <laughs> that infamous trip to Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, he, he has a lot of time for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, we Paul Mann has interviewed him on this very podcast, mm. so you know, he's, I don't know. I mean, we can't. It just he doesn't strike me as someone who. Who would be unprofessional no. in this? In no, this and, and to all intents and purposes, I mean, like, because we, we, you know, there's a limit to how much we can speculate since he's been back. Yeah, of you course. know, he, and in the photos, you know, he looks to be sort of hunkering down and obviously come back from a pretty serious injury, mm. which meant he couldn't be moved on in the meantime. So, you know, we'll just have to wait. If you want to look at it from a point of has he played well for the last 18 months? No, no. he hasn't. So, I'm not, if, if that's going to be the same player coming back into this back three, back five, mm. you know, I'm not going to be clamouring for it. But just to have someone who's been at the club for the last six years, you know, um, knows to a certain degree the dressing room, can can inspire some of the players that we've got in as well to just kind of back well, yeah, for, you know, for him. I don't been, see why we wouldn't want to include him being captain as well. Like, I mean, we've we've often like criticised the lack of characters in this running team. Like prior to this season, when like, we finally do have some like big strong personalities mm. in the the, the place at the moment, which is good. I think that's going to hold him in good stead. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it with this. I think I think that he's going to probably make more appearances than Scott Dan is before the end of the season. So, <laughs> so you know, <laughs> I can't. Yeah, yeah but, I can't fathom that yeah. at all. But, I mean, to, to go back to to Paul Ince and the, you know the week that he's had in terms of giving um, statements to the press, it sounds like shock horror. We're not going to have many players lined up to come in in, in January. It's going to be mm. more about who we tie down. I mean. Ince has said that were it not for the financial situation, we would be like on the lookout to strengthen. And you know, it, it, he hasn't ruled anything out concretely. It would, you know, someone's it, got to go out. And exactly, it has to be someone who is deducted from the squad. Yeah, and, and in terms of us, like saleable assets, we don't really have them at the moment, especially with the Jarro situation and Jarro mm. being out of contract. So, you know, January is looking like it's going to be quite. I mean, it's one one present that um, did arrive. Um, before January uh, was uh, Paul Ince handing out bottles of bubbly to the members of the press. What a lovely man! What a lovely, what a lovely man. gesture! Apparently, the first running manager to do it since uh, Yapstown. Remember him? Mm. Um, way back when. So, uh, if you're listening, Paul, cheers! Thank you for keeping um, our, our press well lubricated with your uh, with your gifts of prosecco and other fizzy drinks are available. And um, 
And yeah, I mean, who would have thought that Paul Ince would still be in the job by Christmas? I mean, like, not not in a negative way, but I remember there was somebody on the on the um, Running FC Facebook page that said if Ince was still in charge by Christmas, he'd like streak down Broad Street or something like that. <laughs> You've got to give him amazing credit well, for the job he's, he's done. He's bucked the trend in terms of recent Reading managers. You know, they they usually succumb before the the transfer yeah. window for a start because yeah. you know we haven't been doing well. But also, you know, he's had everything against him in terms of, you know, injuries. Squad. He's not the first running manager to be on the bad end of that. Mm. But um, I mean, in the in the general media as well, the national media, he was he was easily top of the list. Yeah. Easily top of the list to be the first to go. Yeah. Um, in terms of championship managers, and do you know what? He's outlasted more than half of them. Yeah. Already, so. I, I think hats off to him, honestly. I'm feeling quite positive going into the new year. I don't know about you. I, well, I remember when we were speaking, um, we were speaking of a friend of mine uh, just before the anniversary match, the Legends match, um, and and he asked he asked us, what, what do you want to see from Reading, you know, next season? What can Paul Ince do? Just to bring some sort of, like, character and, and you know, some ability to, to run and, and mm. to want to play for each other yeah. is what we both kind of touched on yeah. and we've had that so far you know exactly. I think I mean <laughs> technically have we been like the best that we've ever seen on a pitch for Reading no we haven't We you know and also the squad is a little bit mish you know mishmash put mm. together but I'm I'm satisfied quite honestly you know yeah. I, I really worried that I was going to be sat here with Reading firmly in a relegation fight and whilst we're not out of it because of the because of the league this year being two wins and you're in the playoffs, two losses and yeah, you're in the bottom six. Because of how compact it is, we've yeah. we've got to you know we've got to have as many bodies yeah. fit and able you know until May. Well, I, mean, it, I I just think that you know even if you look as recently as our last game against Birmingham, how many times have we rolled over and that three 0 down? I mean, it was a dreadful first half, but yeah. you kind of thought, could have been a cricket score. But we honestly. went down, we went down fighting. We went mm. down fighting. We brought back to three two, and that's all you kind of want. And going into this Swansea game on the twenty seventh, you know, I th- we'll give them a game. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I, I, they are draw merchants. You know, having drawn four there last, which five, we're not. I know what well, we are not. We've had merchants. what one or two draws two. this season. Two. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't really want to predict a draw because it seems a little bit too obvious. So you know, it might be. Um, it might be because I've I've been on the booze that you're giving me, Finn. I'm going to predict a win. Um, I, I reckon we might nick it one nil. I think a one nil. Yeah, I, I don't think know. It could be. I'm, I have to say, uh, you know, Swansea a really good team. Um, we, we just seem to have it in us to, especially at home. You know, we can we can scrap it out. Have <laughs> you just spat out the bit? Yeah, because I got a big glug of oats. <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit like a oh It's like yeah, we we seem to scrap out. Jacob seems to <laughs> yeah. be sickened by the yeah. idea. Sorry about that. Yeah, did an oh, actual no. spit take on the oh, Empire Rules preview podcast. Dear, no. uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, have you got any fond memories of of Boxing Day fixtures in years gone by? They're always chilly, aren't they? Always, yeah. I think um, when was the, I can't remember the last Boxing Day game that I went to. Well, I think we were staying at the Baileys, weren't we? And yeah, then we tracked out. We often go. Um, we often go to. Was it was it Boxing Day that we beat Ipswich three two? I think it might. We well got have promoted been. most recently. Yeah, might well have been. It was, it was certainly around Christmas. Some, somebody's going to fact check us now, or like in the comments on Twitter. No, I've got that wrong. Ah, oh, there we go. I think we beat. I think at New Year we beat Ipswich one nil. Hmm. Alex Pierce scored. Ah, oh, good old piercing. And I think we played maybe in like November or October. Hmm. We played, but anyway, always cold. Yeah. 
feet always frozen. Because we're filthy part-timers, uh, we're not actually going on the 27th. So best of luck and best wishes to all of you lot. That are going. Finn has already had his festive fun. Um, he got second place in the uh, PDC fancy dress competition, <laughs> Ali Pally, um, for his um, for his amazing fancy dress effort. Do you want to tell the people what you went as? Finn? Well, the boys suggested that we go as <laughs> Captain Birdseye and his fish fingers. And of course, you were you were the man. I himself. had I had the uniform tucked away. You in were my, the in my wardrobe, yeah. so that was easy. You had your parrot confiscated by security. Yeah, Parsons. Parsons was taken away. Yeah, because they, they tapped said, him and they said, "No, you could throw that. Yeah. That's a missile." The, who? Who? Even. I mean, what a way to end the pocket. Who would have thought that a parrot could be used as a missile at a sporting <sighs> fixture? So there you go. That's that's our South Cline top tip for Christmas. Like, if, if you're thinking of going to the Swansea game on the 27th, um, don't, don't take don't take a parrot with parrot, you. Parrot paraphernalia. And uh, parrot paraphernalia, parrot paraphernalia. <laughs> paraphernalia. Oh dear, yeah, I suppose on that note, we better end off. Um, thank you so much for bearing with us for this rather unorthodox, but hopefully festive and fun edition of the Elm Park Royals preview podcast. Normal-ish service will resume. The next time you hear me, we've got a, a double bill lined up for you. We're going to have Norwich Ooh. and West Brom fans on the same pod. Oh, no, about that. We've given the, the best gift we've given the press recently is the fact that they don't have to come on the preview for a couple of weeks. So uh, uh, thanks to James Earnshaw. Thanks to Jonathan Lowe for coming on the pod uh, up until this point in the end thanks to all the away fans that that give us their um their their views and opinions and insight into all the teams we've played this year and finally thanks to you finn for sparing half an hour of your christmas day well thank you to wang on to me in a uh, in a cold room so uh, <laughs> this has been me jacob southcline and brother finn southcline uh, for another round park Royals pod um merry christmas, merry christmas one and all enjoy yourself and happy new year and a happy new year. Take care and go on, Finn. Give us an up the ding. <laughs> up the ding. Up, up the, the ding. ding. We'll, we'll see you ding. in 2023. See you later.